Welcome to Sam and Maggie Hate Glee. I'm Sam. And I'm Maggie. You know, Sam, I find that iced coffee um, does tend to be a little bit less bitter on the palate, but you're right. Um, Cleans out the system just as good. Yeah, well, better sometimes. Um, Better sometimes. God, you know, coffee has like a good taste and it makes my brain feel good, (laughs) but... My body is like, no. Well, do you remember the first time you had coffee? It wasn't good. So you taught yourself that it tasted good (laughs) because you liked how it made your brain feel. I mean, when I first started drinking coffee regularly, I was just drinking it black. Um, Mm. Oh, wow. And I did like the taste. Yes. Okay. Um, And I do now to a certain extent. um, And I was drinking it black to be artsy and pretentious oh of course well you were in i'm I'm assuming you were in college right so was in art school (laughs) yes Yes. (laughs) and i was wearing black turtlenecks every day um (laughs) are you ready to break those back out (laughs) no i and i've uh, that was a lie i've never owned a black turtleneck (laughs) you know who does own a black turtleneck though rachel rachel fucking (laughs) barry oh my god oh uh, so this is a podcast where we discuss the television show Glee. Yes. Uh, yeah, we uh, we watched an episode of Glee this morning uh, that yes. is about them all going to New York and being in New York yeah. forever. Well, now. You, well, you say them all, but we'll get to the that, I'm sure. people that we care about. <sighs> Some of them. Um, the Yeah, so like I said, it's season five, episode 14, New New York. Um, Mm -hmm. and my first comment about this, I just, it doesn't feel like we're watching Glee anymore. (laughs) No, it feels like we're sort of watching a spinoff TV show that features the same characters. Yes. Um, Yes. Which, I don't know if that would have done better than keeping the same branding. Yeah. Do do you want to hear the numbers on this? Yeah. You know, I, I read them this morning and... Yeah. Well, so this this originally aired on April first, twenty fourteen. So maybe people thought it was a joke, but it was. It had two point five nine million viewers, which is down from last week's episode, which had two point six eight million. So mm-hmm. people saw the end of Glee Club and were like, and they were like, "I'm good. Okay, it's done." <laughs> yeah. Um. In the Wikipedia page, they says that uh, they say that this uh, matches the series low. Oh, wow. Um, of Puppet Master and City of Angels. <laughs> Jesus. City so... of Angels is nationals. <laughs> like, And Puppet Master is, is one of the best a... things yes. that Glee has ever done. <laughs> yes, of course. <laughs> uh, oh, man, I'm so surprised that the fandom hated it as much as they did. Um, I mean, I'm not that surprised. <laughs> mostly because, like... Let's let's be honest. Like we we uh-huh. talked about it, but like it took so long to get episodes of Glee, and then you yeah. watch this episode where nothing really it, happens. It um, seems like a big fuck you. Yes, it's like oh, they just made puppet versions of everyone, and that's yes. it. Yes, and people have like um, hallucinations, and it's like what? <laughs> what? That is just like what I want, though. I know. You Me know? too. I- yes. Yes. <laughs> okay. 
Uh, so I ha- I want to read some critical reception. Um, but first off, it was directed by Sanaa Hamri, uh, okay. who she's Moroccan American, and she is primarily um, known for like music videos and stuff. Nice, which is uh, cool. She also directed um, Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants too. Okay, um, cool. Yeah, great which credentials. I yep, haven't seen. I've only seen the first. I haven't uh, seen it either. It was written so. by Ryan Murphy himself. Mm. You got to see Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants one, Sam. It's it's, it's a classic. really um, something. <laughs> uh, sure. <laughs> they all wear the same pants. What well, I mean, can I but, just finish but season? Listen, not oh. at the same time. Oh, <laughs> that's that's the thing. Oh, that that is a little disappointing. I was gonna say, can I just <laughs> can I just finish watching season two of Big Little Lies instead? Like, <laughs> seems like um, similar concept. Maybe, sure. You know, <laughs> I haven't watched any of that show, uh, partly because uh, John Lovett from Love It or Leave It is, like, so effusive about how good it is that I, like, yeah, that's, don't want to watch it. Yeah, gay gay men are, like, all over this show, which I know I'm fitting mm-hmm. into that. But, like, to be fair, it is because it has, like, an all-star cast of ladies who are just uh-huh. amazing actresses so you, like so you're just standing the, pretty much the white like, ladies in the show well i'm pretty sure chris watched it because nicole kidman is in it and mm-hmm. she's very good but also it has like sure. you know the legally bond herself reese witherspoon like it's so good yeah. it's very very good and now this new season has meryl streep and it's like what the mm-hmm. fuck is even happening it's so good Ugh. let me okay. just let me just sip my iced coffee real quick <laughs> so I want to talk about the uh, critical acclaim sure. uh, for this episode. And let's see. I'm just going to read this entire quote from Ray Vada of Billboard. Okay. <clears throat> Hands down, the best episode of Glee to date. There is barely any contest. Season one purists will hold up the pilot as an ideal episode. And you admittedly couldn't get here without those inventive and inspiring beginnings. But it's just the building blocks and not substance. After four and a half years, Glee has evolved from a plucky, magical reality about high school underdogs to a group of friends living out their ambitions in New York City, and it finally feels right. Kurt and Rachel's New York for the last year and a half felt like a fable, but bring some of the more McKinley there, some more McKinley there, and it settles into a reality that Glee has always promised. Hmm. Um. um. And then Jody Walker from Entertainment <laughs> Weekly uh, said. It really felt like watching a different show tonight. Or maybe like watching the old show? Maybe before everything got so convoluted? Before we watched characters we didn't really know share airtime with characters we were maybe too familiar with? Before things just straight <laughs> straight up went off the rails? <laughs> it didn't really feel like season one or two of Glee. More like a cousin to that classic version of Glee. A cool New York cousin who plays with lighting and films outside of a soundstage and only listens to old vinyl <laughs> records of the classics. <laughs> She also occasionally has one too many glasses of wine and can't stop speaking in voiceover. Oh my god, that's so really Jody good. Lockhart went for like a personification of the show itself. That's fun. Yes, um, I I am. Uh, it's weird to be like the first four seasons were bad because the premise <laughs> was bad, but this is good because this is what they were building to the whole time. Because but, like it wasn't I, right. I, I would argue that the premise of the show was they were talking about a high school show choir. So, like, <laughs> this is not what they were building to. This is just what people wanted because they liked the characters and they hated the rest of the show. <laughs> like, uh. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Maggie, um, let, let's... This show's a mess. 
It is. But we should probably dig in. We should probably dig into this, get into those juicy little bits. Um, we start with a recap. Yes. We uh, get reminded of how New Directions is dead. Long yes. live New Directions. No. And just, just, it's just dead. It's not coming <laughs> and back. And it mentions it's, it's like, oh, Will needs a new job. But that is not no, I, so <laughs> addressed on, at all in the episode. Yeah. On watching the recap, I was very scared that we were going to have a Will subplot this episode. But <laughs> thankfully, no. We don't at all in any way, shape, or form. Don't know why it's in the we recap. Get, we get reminded who's living in New York. Yes. So we've got Sam, Artie, and Blaine who all moved there. Kurt and Rachel are there, of course, already. And Britanna is on an extended vacation. Um, yes. In the episode where they went over this vacation, it was, I, I thought it was going to be like maybe a month long. Well, um, but Maggie. It seems like it's about. A solid six. Yeah. Or let's, more, well, even. Let's, I mean, we'll have to address this during the episode, but what time of year is it, do you think? It's cold. Yes. So. So. <laughs> um, winter, question mark? Did they jump and, a full okay, year? So, uh, so they're in, in the mime class later in the episode. Yes. Kurt is like, this is a winter master class. Yes. So. so spring? So maybe. Like early spring? Or like, well, there's also an ad for Claritin in a scene that says spring is almost here. And so, like, maybe February, maybe January. I have no idea, though. It does not make it clear whatsoever. Um, in 2014? Yes. Or it, it, this it, aired in... 2014. April. Yes, in April. So <laughs> So it's not April of 2014. We're not in real time yet. No, we, we can't be. Um... Like, it just doesn't... But so, okay. We'll have plenty of opportunity to discuss this, though, because it will come up. Um, But we start off with Rachel coming out of Funny Girl, because the recap just ended by telling us that Fanny is going to open very soon. Uh, Rachel's been working hard at this for six months, supposedly. Um, So that kind of... six months since we've seen her last, or six months in total? Like, I don't know. That's the problem, is I'm not sure. But um, so um, it, we get introduced to Sydney, yes. the producer. Sure, uh, he's very much the producer stereotype. Yes, yeah, yes, very uh, much. <laughs> and uh, he's like, "Here, you're my star, and thank you for having to do the show on the road." Which okay, what? <laughs> um, and. He gives her a town car with a driver to be on retainer constantly. Yep. And uh, Rachel's just like, "Thanks, Sydney." Yeah, she's she's very excited about it because she feel. I think it's because it makes her feel like a real star. She's like, "Oh, I don't have to take the terrible public transport anymore because I have a driver who's Russian and named Dmitri." But yes, um, so then she gets in the car, and we lead into Maggie, a classic, downtown, and you know what? I'm fucking in for this. I am, oh my god, (laughs) yes, yes, yes. As soon as they started singing this the first time I watched the episode, I was like, I mean, I laughed. Like, it's like, this is happening? Like, yes, no, this is the song they're doing? (laughs) Um, but yeah, so Rachel's yeah. in her Rachel's in her car. We see Kurt um, walking down the sidewalk, and Blaine walking on the sidewalk, and they like meet up and like have coffee. Yep. And we see Artie 
wheeling through a park and then Sam is there in the park also and this one when I was like oh it's cold because Sam looks cold as fuck and um they like walk through this park together and then oh they all meet up yes yeah they're in this park yeah um and Rachel it like comes out of her car and it's just like okay so the last note of downtown the big downtown at the end it sounds like Rachel is belting. That's what the audio sounds like. But the visual is her turn towards the car as she closes the door. So <laughs> it's like so not impactful. It's just <laughs> stupid. Sure. Like what I want, what I wanted was Rachel to turn and like be belting out the note as she got out of the car. Sure. Do you know what I mean? Or like, or they could have had it as she was like leaning out of the car. Like half of her body is out of a window while he's driving around the corner. Like that could be the last note too. Like. Yeah. Yeah. There's could be a lot of a lot better versions of course. Um, Rachel comes out of this car very excited. That's when we get the title card. Yep. And she hugs someone. I can't remember who. I don't whatever. know. Whatever. Yeah. Uh, and she says. It's like living in a high-end coffee commercial every day. Yes. Uh, <laughs> which I love that. Um, and she also mentions the out-of-town funny girl run. Um, and we also find out that she like moved back into the loft. Yes. There's a, there's a be- lot of exposition in this episode that just oh. happens. Um. Of fuck ton of exposition oh my god yes but yeah so she moved back into the loft um and so she wants to take them all to lunch in her car um you'll remember that Artie's in a wheelchair and also there's five of them and there's definitely not enough seats in this town car for all of them already um but so they go over just rachel and her group of white men yes (laughs) here they are yes so they all go back to the car and the driver's like there's she's like hey pop the trunk he's like there's no room in there and she's like well i'll sit in the front and he's like there's no room there either so then what is she carrying around in this town car i i assume like at some point i feel like there's like bags of clothes or something like (laughs) but like why I i don't know um but so uh Artie is like it's fine uh sam and i will just meet you there um, and it's, I think it's also implied here that like Artie and Sam are living like a more realistic New York lifestyle because yeah, when Rachel, um, because yeah. Sam is like, oh, can we go someplace cheap or free? <laughs> <laughs> Which, well, what is, what is a free place? I guess the back to their apartment. Soup kitchen. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Back to the loft so he can mooch. <laughs> yes. Oh, wow. Um, Yeah. Already being like, oh, Sam and I can just meet you there. It's like so sad. Yeah. Like, yep. It sucked. <laughs> yeah. Like, part of it that's weird about this for me, like, not that Artie is my favorite character, but um, they really don't address some of the like logistics here because mm. Artie must live by himself somewhere else because he doesn't yeah. seem to live in the loft. Um, he he could live in the dorms. That's of true. His school. Yeah. What, but then, and I bet like they're they're they have accessible dorms for people who right. need them. But then why would he need to take the subway to get to school? Um, <laughs> like I don't know. It just anyway. We'll we'll talk well, about no, that. No, I think that's I think that's perfectly possible. You know, those New York schools are like some of them are so spread out. Yeah, that's true. Real estate is a nightmare. I'm sure, but. Well, yeah, we can talk about I, it more, uh, but, but let's honestly let's not talk about it more. It is not worth it. No. Um, 
So uh, we don't get to see this lunch or anything. That's fine. Yeah. We go right into the loft where we see Blaine preparing breakfast. Oh, well, but so I titled this scene Curdles because <laughs> like Blaine is cuddling with Kurt and it's so cute. Like, oh. <laughs> end game. Yeah, they are cute. Um, I guess. So- <laughs> <laughs> no, don't worry. Th- that feeling evaporates very fast. But like, so so Blaine is preparing breakfast. Yes, and it's like pancakes. There's coffee. There's juice. There, it's it's a whole fucking spread. Well, there's also um, yeah. a fancy newspaper that only comes out on Sundays that he suddenly has in the middle of the week. Because guess what, folks? It's a Wednesday. Yes, which Kurt also says like like Blaine is like getting this ready, and Kurt shows up and is like. Blaine, you don't have to do this every day. And it's like, what? <laughs> like, what are you talking about? Blaine what? prepares a full breakfast every fucking morning. Like, yeah. And he's like upset. He's like, oh, don't get out of bed. I can't serve you breakfast in bed if you're up. Oh, my God. It's just like, what? Um, Yeah. So Blaine is very effusive. Yes. Uh, <laughs> this yes. entire time. And he's very happy that he can monopolize all of Kurt's time. Yes. Because uh, he's like, oh, we'll, we'll be in the same classes. Yeah. We'll walk together. We'll eat lunch. We'll eat dinner. And then I get to come home to you. Wow. Yes. I, I, I wrote down, Blaine raves about being smothering. Because... <laughs> Because, like, seriously, like, they're just chatting over breakfast, and Blaine is like, I get to spend every waking minute with you, Kurt. Isn't this amazing? And Kurt's like, "Uh uh-huh. It's something. (laughs) And then Blaine starts a rendition of... Well, because Kurt is like, oh, are we turning each other into an old married couple? This is in relation to, like, the Shaws of Sunset, like, watching Shaws of Sunset as they go to sleep. Yes. Um, Okay. And, um... And Blaine's like, well, on the contrary. And that's when he jumps into his rendition of You Make Me Feel So Young. Yes. Uh, We get to see their whole morning routine where they're like eating breakfast. There's a bit where they're both in the bathroom together getting ready. And like he puts the toothpaste on Kurt's toothbrush. And there's like some towel work. (laughs) Yeah. And then they they make their bed together. So many fucking decorative pillows, dude. (laughs) What the fuck? And then, Maggie, it's called comfort. Um, and then it's, it's called TV beds. Who has that many decorative pillows? Nobody. Um, they also pick out outfits for each other, which is um, well, more. Lo- Kurt chooses Blaine's outfit, and then Blaine tries to pick one for Kurt, and Kurt's like, "No." <laughs> yes. Um, and then, <laughs> even though like he picks out a shirt, and Kurt is like, "Ugh," and it's like it's from your fucking closet. <laughs> well. You say closet, Maggie, but they just have a rack of clothes. They, they do just have a rack in the middle of the room. Yes, yes but I mean, it it's a metaphorical closet. Sure. It's also lazy because I'm sure that's where the clothes come from. Um, but uh, then they arrive from the grocery store. Um, we don't see them mm-hmm. actually shopping for food. They just come back to the loft. I'm feeling a little smothered at this point. Um <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, they're singing together, and then Sam arrives as they are starting to like get into yeah, it on the couch. Are, <laughs> they are about to have couch makeouts, um, yes. which I guess um, this is like, they have to do a whole number for foreplay. Well, sure. yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Um, Knowing Kurt and Blaine, <laughs> that makes a lot of sense. And we find out that Sam has been staying in the loft for months yes what's great is kurt essentially tells blaine to get his loser friend to move out um (laughs) 
like that is um exactly what happens uh yeah which yep okay this means that sam was crashing on their couch for like half a year um yeah which okay it'll come up in a minute we can talk about it then but so then we move to as as that review said the Voice first over. the first monologue of the drunken wine episode um Artie <laughs> monologues about city life um and it, yeah about how he loves new york yes about how he's become a real new yorker and we see him wheeling down the street and be like hey i'm wheeling here which you know uh yeah that sort of vibe which i wrote down turns out being an asshole is a perfect fit um <laughs> <laughs> well of course it is yes um so we see him down in the subway, and he's, like, really into going on the subway. He's yeah. like, oh, this is what real New Yorkers do. Yeah. He, you know, the buses have to be accessible, and the taxis are required to take people in wheelchairs, but subway is I, how it goes. I, he pulls up his black turtleneck, and he's like, the subway is so romantic. And then we see him, <laughs> we see a guy on crutches steal his backpack off the, bo- the back yeah. of his wheelchair. And Artie is like, come on, come on, why? And the guy's like, I know, man. <laughs> so Sorry. He, like, crutches away. Yeah. Um, and that's when Artie is like, oh, but my script, that's the only copy on that laptop. And I was just like, the cloud, bitch. It's 2014. <laughs> well, and I mean, we find out later that, like, it also had his credit card and his student ID and, like, most of his like a lot, a lot of stuff. stuff that he really needed. Yes, uh, which means that you should probably have it in your lap. Okay, yes, I will. <laughs> I will address this later, also. <laughs> but no kidding, like it's on. I mean, whatever, it's fine. It's, so, it, like, okay, for instance, when I'm carrying a bag, it's not on my it, unless it's a backpack. It's not on my back. If it's a crossbody bag. It's on the front. Right. I see it. Yes. Which, like, especially if you're, like, it makes sense because people on the subway put their backpacks in their lap or, like, by their feet because you don't sit with a backpack on. <laughs> like, whatever. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. So, we <laughs> we go back to the loft where we see Blaine trying to talk to Sam. Yes. Um, about how he's been in the exact same spot. For, quote, for months. Months. Um, and Sam is like really excited about Roller Coaster Tycoon yes. that he is playing on their TV, I guess. Yeah, with a and... console, I guess? Question mark. That's fine. <laughs> Old people don't know how to write video games. It's fine. Uh, and Sam's just like, oh, yeah, well, the wire chair is hurt, so I do have to sit on this couch. Well, um, and did you notice there's a bit where they have audio from Roller Coaster Tycoon playing with like the little people like, like, like screaming? Yeah. <laughs> um and blaine tries to phrase it rather than a you're a bum get out of my house it's more of like a we're worried about you uh, sort of conversation and sam is like oh well i don't have any modeling jobs i haven't gotten one modeling job in six months what the fuck has he been doing well apparently entire time? apparently he's been growing his hair because he says yeah because he yeah. doesn't want to cut it yes because he says well shoe mr shoe told us that we should ignore other people's opinions even though he wants to be a male model like it's fine um so blaine is like well maybe you should cut your hair um <laughs> and then and yeah then Sam is just like, oh, well, I don't like being in the city. No one, like, everyone is an asshole. And yeah. 
and it smells bad. And I yeah. haven't had any jobs, and I just want to stay in this loft. And sometimes, is like, yeah. Sometimes it's just easier to stay inside, Maggie. I wrote that down because it's so relatable. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I agree. <laughs> but I'm also um, enduring like you know, hundred degree heat every sure, day, yeah, uh, well. and torrential rainstorms. <laughs> so yeah, it is easier to stay inside. Yes. Uh, so Blaine is like, okay, we're leaving. Yes. Put on this other shirt. Your current shirt has five different kinds of stains on it. How disgusting, you monster. <laughs> and <laughs> they go outside to be in a high-end coffee commercial. Oh, my God. Okay, sure. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thanks. Okay. Yes. Uh, they they go sing Best Day of My Life, which is honestly the worst song ever. <laughs> yes. Um, And they're doing it in Times fucking Square, like the biggest tourists ever. Um, And it is diegetic. This happened. Yes. Also, uh, yes. Yes. Because there are extras that clap. And at the end of the song, Blaine is like, if you can sing in Times Square, you can do anything. Yes. Um, hmm. There is... There is a nice bit, like, there's this group called the Beat Club Crew, who all have shirts that are not white, which is nice, that dance behind them, um, which is the first (laughs) time we've had really not white people in this episode, besides other random extras, Glee. Um, Yeah, there's... They're a dance crew, and, like, there's some very unimpressive interrupting that Sam and Blaine do. The majority of it is just them sort of, like, running around. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't call it choreography. No. That is way too generous. <laughs> uh, it's not good. No. And there's like a bit where like Sam's, mo- like shots from Sam's like modeling photo shoot from a few episodes ago is just like up. Yes. On the yeah, well, on the I think screens? I think he's imagining that he's going to be successful or something like or Blaine has Done mystically it. manipulated those screens yes. in some way. Um, yeah, I mean, this this number is terrible, yeah. and the performance is terrible. I think it would have been a lot better if they were doing the choreography that the dance crew was doing. Yes, instead um, of bad body rolls. I think that would have been rolls. really cool. Yes. Like, they, they could have just, like, jumped in and been in this dance crew, but... No. no, I think that was the intention. They just couldn't fucking pull it off because no. this show is garbage. Yes, um, yeah, I did like. The, so this is where I saw the ad for Claritin in the background that said "Hold on, spring is coming," mm-hmm. um, which made me be like, "What? When? Do you? Never mind. I don't care." Do you think there was like a motivation to move stuff to New York for product placement? Um, I think it's less about product placement and more about. I don't know, the hokiness of being like, oh, look, we're in Times Square. Like, I'm, I mean, because, like, let's let's be real here. In Lima, there's just not as many... Opportunities, um, yeah. Yeah, product-infusing opportunities for this yeah. television show. Yeah, that's true. I don't know. It is, it is a lucrative market, Maggie. And with the viewership going down, they need to... I don't know. Hashtag cash the cow while they can. Hashtag hold on. Spring is coming. Definitely not sponsored by Claritin. Um, so <laughs> yeah, I, I had a note that also it happened for real, which is just so funny. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> um, but yeah, so then, then we move to our favorite place, Maggie, the mm-hmm. Neata classroom. Um, <laughs> there's some accordion music to bring us into a French monk who was teaching a class about being a monk. Or not a monk, sorry. Well, uh, mime. A mime. Jesus. I wrote um, monk. How stupid of me. Oh, well. It's a mime. He's <laughs> it a French is, mime. It is a mime. He's like, oh, the, the mimes 
instrument is their body. Yes. Let us <laughs> let us pull this rope as is the mime's eternal task. Like yes. <laughs> very um very mimey, very French. Yes. And uh, everyone is wearing black. Everyone is in <laughs> yes. all black. It's so good. Because uh, that's mime clothes, I guess. Yep. And that's when... So the mime, the mime starts. They're miming. They're in this like big mass. Yes. And they're all doing the same moves. And from the other side of the mass, because it's Kurt's class, from the other side of the mass, Blaine is like, psst, psst. And that's when we find out that Blaine is in six out of eights. Out of eight. Classes, classes that Kurt has, yeah, uh, that Kurt has, which is so much. Yes, <laughs> that is what a bad fucking choice to make, right? Like, what? Why would you do that? Well, I mean, see, that's the thing. Is like the more and more we see of this, the more obvious it is that Blaine is intentionally trying to like <laughs> fuck with Kurt, like. To sabotage their relationship. Sa- like, sabotage the no relationship. other ruin, fucking purpose. Just ruin Kurt's life in general. Like, yeah. Like, no kidding. Because he talks about, like, Kurt... Like, this is where you're, you you mentioned that Kurt has the line about how it's like a winter, like, showcase class or something. Mm-hmm. And Blaine is like, oh... And Kurt's like, what are you doing here? You're a freshman. And Blaine's like, oh, I talked to Carbon Timido and uh, I'm in six of your eight classes. And it's like, what the <laughs> fuck? Like... Yeah, the- are they also having this conversation in a mime class? Yes. <laughs> being a mime is about being quiet. Yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> and they're, they have a conversation when they're walking in place but not going anywhere, well, except- which is uh, very... Yeah, well, it's funny. It's funny because Blaine moves to next to Kurt while they're walking in place, but not going anywhere. Um, which also and- the the way that the scene is done with the mime, like being like, oh, you know, the mime's a cursed, silent ennui, and like all of like the th- <laughs> like the imagery that's being produced by like these miming scenes in like conjunction is brilliant. I love it. It's I, so I, I think good. it is really good. I agree. Um, and Blaine's like, and Kurt's like, oh, you're in all my classes, huh? And Blaine's like, are you sure I'm not crowding you? Yeah, well, yeah, no, he's like, Kurt's like, no, it's fine. And Blaine's like, oh, good. I was worried I was suffocating you. And it's like, uh, Jesus Christ, Kurt. And and the scene ends <laughs> with uh, the, my, the, the classic. mime teacher yeah. being like, okay, well, now you're going to be trapped in a box. Now you will be trapped in a box with whoever is next to you. Trapped in a box because that is all a mime can afford. <laughs> and, and, and you're realizing that the box is getting smaller and smaller. Smaller and smaller. <laughs> and we get like a... a a shot of Kurt's face that um, re- closes in yes. as he is sort of moves his hands in a disassociative way as he realizes that his fate is to be trapped in a smaller and smaller box of blame yes. until he controls his entire life. Yes. Um, yeah. It's, I mean, I think it's really effective. It's, it's genius, honestly. Like, also, I do love, like, mostly because it's so funny when the dude is like, because it just it's he's like he's like and now you're in a box with the person next to you and I'm like oh yeah that classic mime move we're both in a box <laughs> not just me both of us um <laughs> I so think the good. mime teacher is hilarious oh, too so good I yes he nails it yes mostly also yeah because like. Like, I, I brought up the on we line, but, like, I think, and you talked about the one where he's, like, the mimes, uh, like, uh, uh, what, um, uh, oh, shit, what's the, 
eternal accursed task or, or something. Yes, like where he's like, uh, like the metaphysical pain of knowing that you're not going anywhere. And it's quite <laughs> so good. It's really, really good. I would love to take a mime class. It seems really fun. Yes. Uh, okay. So we get a, um, the next monologue yes. coming up next. It's Sam this time. And he's like, oh, you know, I have to go be rebirthed. Yes. It's New York. I'm trying. That was trying to do a Sam impression. And it was terrible, which is sort of um, ironic, right? Yes. <laughs> Funny. Um, and he gets a haircut. Yep. Thank God. Because the ponytail was really, really not working. Bad. Yeah, well, that's and it yeah. obviously hadn't grown. Yes, <laughs> yeah, that's it's weird that Since graduation. Yeah, that's the that's the part where it's like you made a six month jump, but you didn't do anything to make it look like your characters had been living for six months. Um, it's also it it was the same thing when the this season started and Sam suddenly had long hair, and it's like that one week was really rough, huh? Um. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so uh, my favorite part. He, oh yeah, go for it. What he says when he gets, he does like, he gives the hairdresser this copy of a magazine that has Brad Pitt on the front. Yes. With a haircut that is definitely not the one that he ends up getting. Yes. Sure. Um, and he says in his monologue, so close to owning this town, I can practically taste it. But that is live. Like he says that to himself. Yes. In the mirror. Yeah. <laughs> um yeah um my, my favorite part about like i wrote down that the final product isn't bad like his haircut is actually pretty good yeah i mean he looks a lot better than he did before yeah. um I, I guess more marketable than he did before his hair his longer hair looked okay um but now he just yeah. looks more generic which is what you want as a male model let's not kid ourselves um yeah which i i wrote down good call hermione um so <laughs> Then we move to the next scene. Artie is in the loft talking to the police on the phone about all of the stuff he lost. Um, and then in the background, Blaine makes bubbly water, which... This is a soda stream commercial. Yes, it absolutely is. <laughs> Except it's a bad commercial because Kurt is like, stop it with the bubbly water. I'm, I'm sorry. He's just got to have his bubbles. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, so... Uh. Kurt, it's like, can't you see Artie's in a fragile state? Can you stop it with the bubbles? And that's when Rachel arrives and Blaine is like, oh, don't you want this sugar-free sparkling soda? Oh, my God. And Rachel's like, oh, no. You know what I could have is some some hot lemon water. <laughs> um, I, I In my notes, I wrote, Rach arrives to, quote, unquote, request some hot lemon water. <laughs> sure. Yeah. It definitely feels like a demand more than a request <laughs> oh, really more like she knows it's coming right like, yes she says it in a with an air of like knowing it's gonna happen yeah um which no please or thank you no from rachel no um and then for some reason blaine goes back to the like soda maker thingy because then Curtis yeah, is like stop he, it i'm gonna throw it out the window um he really needs them bubbles um and Rachel decides to try to connect with Artie oh with an anecdote uh, yeah, well, about something that happened to her when she first moved to New York. Yes, uh, She's like, listen, Artie, I know exactly how you feel. I tried to get change from a homeless person uh, when I gave them a $10 bill instead of giving a $1 bill. And everyone in the subway hissed and booed. 
Which, like, so it's because Artie was telling her. Oh my god! That like he. I love Rachel so much. Me too. I love her. Also, she's a bad person. She's a very bad person. Um, but <laughs> Artie was telling her that he like he feels alone and he's afraid to go in the subway. Which, like, I just don't get it. I guess that it's like you have other options to get places, but. You're so upset that you can't use the subway. But Sam, that's how the New Yorkers travel. <laughs> it's stupid. I love Rachel's anecdote, though. It's so it's classic Rachel. Hilarious. It's so good. Yeah. And Leah Michelle is, like, such a fantastic actress. Yes. She's just amazing. And this, like, this anecdote is just, like, what planet are you on? <laughs> yes. Well, so that's, yeah. RD, like. And it, she closes out this, like, yeah. <laughs> detached from the world <laughs> sentiment. When Blaine comes over and tries to give her her hot lemon water, she's like, oh, were those Meyer lemons? I'm not taking that. <laughs> no. Um, and, <laughs> and that's when Artie is like, you're detached. You're not a real you're person. <laughs> yeah. You're completely removed from humanity. All you do is st- be in your little car and take money from homeless people. <laughs> and, he, and he storms out. Yes. Um, <laughs> hilarious. Yes. No, it's, it is really good. And I'm glad that we have someone to like just call out Rachel on her bullshit because, like, oh my God. Because she... Kurt wasn't. No, of course not. He, he <laughs> enables that, it. He's... And neither was Blaine. Blaine was preparing the lemon water. Yes. Like... <laughs> yes. Okay, so let's oh. let's move on to the next scene. Um, Elliot and Kurt meet at their favorite date spot, Guitar World. Um- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're you're correct. Um, and Kurt is um he he's sleep deprived, yes. and Star Child is like, "Ooh, lucky you!" And Kurt's like, "Oh no no no, it's not for anything fun. It's because Blaine bought this couch off the back of a truck." And, and like, it was, it did follow my aesthetic, so, you know, points to him, but it was full of bed bugs. So we spent the entire evening disinfecting the couch, our entire apartment, taking Silkwood showers, and then disinfecting everything again. Um, and I think this couch is an omen for our relationship. Yes. Because it looks okay from the outside, but then it's full of bed bugs. Yes. And, Which, um, yeah. he, he describes the claustrophobia he is feeling. Yes. Um, and then Starchild is like, Hey, you know, alone time is healthy. Also, he he mentions that he he, sta- he does stand clean yeah. though. Well, he disapproved of their relationship at first because he thought they were too young to be engaged. But when he met them, he was like, "Yeah, I see it. I guess you have something," is what he says. But oh yeah, I see that Blaine is manipulating me with his <laughs> glamour. Yes. Um. So then he starts them with Rockstar, um, which I wrote. Damn, Adam Lambert can sing. Like, yeah, I, I wrote Star Child sounds amazing, but like, what was the point of this? <laughs> well, Megan, the point of this is that they crowd surf inside this store, and there's yeah. like a full light show. What the fuck yep. is happening? Like, yep. Oh Cause, god, because Star Child is like, I stand clean and boundaries, and you need to have these boundaries so that you can perform with us, your band. Yes. And it, I guess it's just me now? I Yeah, I'm not sure what's going on there, um, but... Because Danny's out of the picture completely, Well, maybe, of maybe um, Rachel rejoined? I don't know. She's Fanny. Yeah, I don't know. But so, yeah, um, it's weird, but, you know, classic, classic Elliot and Kurt date. Um... So, and yeah. we 
so the, the date happens and they just like smile and hug. Yes. And There's a, that's there it. There is a weird sustained look that like. Oh yeah. Is just at the end there. Long yeah. for no reason. <laughs> but, sure. Yeah. Well, it's, it's to, um, give the audience the same anxiety that Blaine sure. is feeling. Yeah. About their relationship probably. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, we go to Rachel in her Pope mobile. Well, as she mini Pope mobile, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, and she's like, Artie's, this is a mon, this is a voiceover monologue, yep. by the way. Uh, and Artie's, she's like, Artie's right. I'm isolated. I'm losing my authenticity. How can I be a Broadway star if I don't connect to the real world and have like real actual experiences to, to pull from? Yes. Well, and my, um, I was just like, what authenticity? Yeah, well, that was, <laughs> what? That, that's for me, it's funny because Artie was like, you're privileged and you're not connected to reality. And she like spins it to be like, I'm such a victim. I'm so, my privilege is keeping me from being a good artist. It's so traumatic. And it's like, what the fuck is wrong with you, Rachel? Like, she, Jesus. she has her driver pull over yes. and goes to a Chinatown herbalist. Yes. And that's the end yes. of this scene. Yep. Nope, it doesn't. It does not make sense at all. But it is very funny because she's like, "I'm gonna go get some herbal black tea and get some like supplements that the kids in Lima have never even heard of." And it's like, "Why does your driver give a shit?" <laughs> and why are you saying this? It's not like they try some weird sort of yeah, yeah flavor altogether. They don't whatever. Yeah. Okay. So the next scene is back in the loft. We get another voiceover. Yes. This one's from Blaine. Yep. And he's laying out a workspace. He's using like tape to lay out where furniture can go, yep. which is way too much fucking work when he could just literally move the furniture there. <laughs> yes. Well, um, I, I especially love that he also tapes up on the wall where he's going to hang things. Hang shit. <laughs> Um, he's laying out a workspace because he wants to claim some of this like loft as his own. He feels like he's living in someone else's house. Yeah. And well, he sort of shades Kurt's design choices. Yes. Being like, oh, you know, it's not the most like effective use of space. Well, and I could just yes. make it better for both of us. Yeah. He also, he also tries to spin it in his monologue as if he's like doing something to help Kurt. Like he's excited to like yeah. surprise Kurt with this new like stuff i guess um and he he quotes pippin in his own brain where he's like i'm just gonna find my own corner of the sky and i was like well this is where they should have done that number (laughs) so then so then sam arrives there is a fun joke where he's like did someone die here because of all the outlines of tape and sam is or and blaine is like it's not even in the shape of a person it's not human shaped in the slightest uh yes and and he's like are you sure and Blaine's like, yeah. No one died here. You're good. No one died here. <laughs> and that's when Sam reveals that he got a modeling job. Yep. Um, he also got his haircut. Yep. That's like the first reveal. The second reveal is that he got a modeling job. It's for a pair of bubble butt underwear. Yes. He gives Blaine a pair. And uh, that he also has a, a model apartment yes. that he's going to be moving into. Uh, yeah. yeah. He's like, I'm moving out. I have a job. And by forever. Well, yeah, we get some fun, like, dad Blaine being like, I'm scared of losing you, my child, <laughs> but you'll still come visit us, right? Uh. <laughs> so, oh, Blaine. no Blaine. And <laughs> that's the end of the scene. Yeah. We, the next bit is Blaine has moved some of the furniture into this layout. Yep. 
uh, like a desk and a chair and a lamp. He has like yeah. a vase or something. And uh, Kurt comes through the open loft door. I just wanted to make a point. It was open, <laughs> wide open. Um, and <laughs> flips out about this office space. Yep. He's like, why would I want to come into my sanctuary to see this horrendous workspace? How dare you? Yes. Um, and yeah, he. <laughs> and that's when Blaine is like, you have made plenty of questionable design choices. Yes. Can we talk about the curtains? Yeah, the privacy <laughs> curtains the are noise a problems. stupid idea. Yeah. Um, Kurt tells off Blaine for being controlling and doing whatever he wants. Um, and then, like you're saying, like Blaine is like, your design choices are wild and terrible. And then Kurt is like, well, I agree with Elliot that we're losing our boundaries. And and that's when Blaine is like, <laughs> okay, so Kurt is like, I was just talking to Elliot. And Blaine's like, I bet you were talking. <laughs> and-, and Kurt re- replies with, Oh, well, we're just friends. And Blaine's like, I bet you're his friend. <laughs> yes. Um, and then Kurt calls him out for being pouty and weird. Um, well, he, first he says, calm down, psycho. <laughs> Whoa. If so, if, if I was fighting with a partner and they said that to me, I would be like, wow. Okay, this has to stop uh, okay, and I'm going to go. Okay, though. But like, Blaine is being like unacceptable in this because it's like if you want if you're trying to imply I something just fucking we're talking yeah, just fucking say it um don't be like exactly yeah still don't be so pouty and weird mm-hmm. but yeah um yeah but blaine is being pouty and weird yes. um especially weird in that like instead of talking to kurt about how he feels um unsure about their relationship he's just like closing in yep. on kurt's life um, yes, it's not a very good way no. to deal with this relationship, of course. Um, and it's super apparent. I think uh, the writers have done a good job of like illustrating a a, a problem for these characters. Yeah. Um, and this fight feels genuine. Feels like they are fighting about things that are very realistic. Yes. Um, that is. Yeah, yeah. And Blaine storms out. Yeah, that is. I I agree that this is one of the strengths of this episode. Is that like. The, like, relationship, especially this, like, the Clane drama, does feel very grounded in reality. Like, it does feel like a real thing that could happen, which is new Especially because um, Blaine has been a controlling asshole. Yes. Their entire relationship. Yes. Um, And uh, Kurt has a backbone. Yes. Now. (laughs) Yes. Um, But, yeah. So, we'll we'll be coming back to this, but... The next scene is very quick. Artie is just looking at a subway entrance, and then some dude yells at him for just sitting in the middle of the sidewalk, and then a taxi pulls by and splashes him with water. Mm, it's very sad. That sucks. <laughs> uh, so Blaine confronts Starchild at his apartment yes. in the next scene, um, <laughs> and uh, Elliot is like, you're not moving in here, are you? And Blaine's <laughs> like, no, I'm here to confront you. Yes. And I, d- I don't have your phone number, so I can't text you. And I waited for you to friend me on Facebook, which you haven't, so. Yeah, uh, very, very old person style of that. Um, but also. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I can agree about that sort of thing. Like, you know, when. <laughs> it's like, well, I waited for you to friend me and you didn't, so. Yeah, which. Uh, but I, I, 
I really doubt that Star Child uses Facebook. He seems a little too cool for that. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. I guess that's where they posted that cinnamon roll selfie, though. Yes, because mm. that that is evidence. That is that is um, Exhibit A in Blaine's argument that Elliot is trying to steal Kurt from him. Um. Yeah, and Blaine Blaine really gets into it. He says, "I may not be a steampunk glitter rock vampire with tats and guyliner, but I love Kurt. So back off." <laughs> well, and he like gets up in his face very oh, yeah. Jean Baptiste of him but um yeah <laughs> he's yelling the entire time yep. and elliot is just like hmm take this guitar so this is happening yeah. <laughs> take this guitar <laughs> it'll be like a body pillow it'll calm you uh, yeah <laughs> and it works as soon as blaine's holding the guitar he's like <sighs> and the fight goes out of him he sits down and uh, Starchild is like, I think you just need to stop trying so much. <laughs> yeah, well, he he tells Blaine, he's like, I'm not trying to steal Kurt. Like, he's cute or whatever, but we are just friends. I know that he loves you. He never fucking shuts up about you. So, like, that's a thing. Um, <laughs> and then Blaine has a big speech about how, like, they were apart for the whole year when he was a senior and he really missed him. And he's just trying to, like, you know, really involve himself in Kurt's life to make up for that and then Elliot's like hey boundaries are for our room to grow <laughs> hey um boundaries mean that you're still two individual human people yes and that's the only kind of thing that a, re- a relationship should be yes so boundaries have them yes um and then they jam yeah they, they quote <laughs> hang out and jam um <laughs> I think it's like a cute way to get into it, though, because uh, Blaine's like, well, I'm, I'm just going to go. And then Elliot's like, well, you obviously came to jam. You're holding that guitar. <laughs> Which Blaine's like, you gave me this guitar. <laughs> but yes. Elliot is just like a great friend yes. um, and really cool and has the best advice. Yes. Um, yeah. And then. And Blaine, Blaine does realize that, of course. Like, he's like, of course, you're not trying to steal Kurt. Kurt would just fall in love with you because you're so amazing. Yes. Oops. Um, but yeah, and then instead of singing a real song, they just kind of riff with the steampunk glitter rock vampire line, which Ooh, yeah, is like... I mean, none of that is good. No, it's bad, um, which is unfortunate, because <laughs> it's like, if these two characters sang together, it'd probably be a good song, but no, I guess there wasn't room for that one this episode. Instead, they did best day of my life. Anyway, so... Well, hopefully we'll, these characters will sing together. Yeah. At some point, yeah. ooh, I don't know, maybe. Um, <clears throat> so the next scene is Artie and Rachel reconciling yes. uh, because Rachel must have texted Artie for them to meet at the subway, yep. and uh, she's like, "We're gonna take the subway together so that I can be one with the people and so that you can feel safe." I took Krav Maga at the JCC so I can protect you. Yes, and uh, Artie is just like. Okay. Well, and we do find out later that she also packs pepper spray, which actually would probably be more reassuring to me than her. Yeah, um, than the Krav Maga thing. Yeah, but um, yeah, and then so they go, they go down to the like into the subway tunnel, and um, they start singing "Don't Sleep in the Subway," which is a song no one has ever heard before this episode. (laughs) Um, No, of course not. Um. Uh. yeah. Yeah. They. There's like some weird slow pose dancing yes. on the train yes. is how I would describe it. It's like uh, it's a bunch of extras who are sort of hanging onto the bars and stuff yep. and doing like slow-mo movement. 
Uh, and then they fall. The extras follow them onto the second train platform yep. and dance. And there's a lot of dancing. Um, Rachel doesn't do a lot of it. And this is, it's like, is it this diegetic? Like, are these people actually dancing? Did I mean, this number happen? I, it can't have, right? Especially because also, like, the the thing that was like, like, for the most part, it's fine or whatever. It's a weird song. Um, but they they get on the second train platform and all these dancers follow them. And they're like walking down the train platform. And then there's a part where they come around a court, like a column. And there's a dude sitting there. And they both like in his face are like... Don't sleep on the su- in the subway. And he gets up and is yeah. a dancer extra. But I was like, that feels not cool. Um. No, it's like, oh, is this supposed to imply that like their song like it's, helped it, him yeah. in some way? Like it's so weird. Ooh. And is this is this the guy that Rachel tried to get change from? <laughs> <laughs> and this is like. <laughs> This is a reconciliation. Is like reconciling? Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know. It's there's no way that this could be diegetic. Like it's so weird and like I just it, It's not like they do anything poorly. It's just like it doesn't really it's do just like, anything. Why? Yeah. <laughs> Which I mean at the end they hug, so it's like cool that they're like friends still or whatever, but man, it's weird. It's so weird. Um <laughs> Yes. Yeah, it's super weird. Uh, the next scene is at the model apartment. Yep. We meet um, one of Sam's roommates. He's Reggie from Riverdale. Oh, fun. Um, so I called him Reggie the Camboy. Yes. Because that seems to be his side gig, yep. is being a camboy. Well, which, Maggie, like, I mean, more power to you, bro. Maggie, we don't know that that's true. He just says he has a gig that involves webcam, what, using a webcam. I mean... Maybe he eats food. Come on. Maybe he's a foot person. He, he, he's, a, he's a mukbang <laughs> camboy? <laughs> I mean, you're still a camboy if you're just eating food on the camera, right? Probably. Um, I don't know. Because it's still a sex thing. I mean... Anyway, so I, I love, so Sam gets entered <laughs> to this house and, and the dude is like, oh, you know, like we don't really have a lot of space, but you know, that's because there's a lot of people who live here, but to be fair, a lot of them are gone a lot of the time for modeling stuff. So it's, it's cool. And Sam is like, oh, it's fine. I, I'm used to not having a lot of space. I was homeless. And the dude says, I envy your realness. Um, I envy your real, I like respect that authenticity. I envy your realness. <laughs> oh my God. He pulls up his black turtleneck. I wish Reggie was in the fucking show. <laughs> well, God. Maggie, instead we get in, like we get a quick intro to Sam's roommate who is also named Sam and is also blonde, but is a lady. Um, Sam, can you believe that? Okay. So Reggie, you've met him now. Yes. He's in this show. You've seen him. Can you believe that Veronica chooses Archie over Reggie? What? I mean, I've heard Archie is really hot too. So He's he's horrible. Okay. He's horrible and he okay, it's not that he's horrible. He looks fine, I guess. He just makes so many bad decisions and also might have brain damage at this point from the amount of times that he's like been in fights and gotten like head trauma. Mm. He was also attacked by a bear in the past season. Like I mean, Maggie, some women are attracted to that. They can fix him. Why would you choose Archie over Reggie at any point? Reggie is also like Veronica's bouncer mm. and like business partner. So there's already chemistry there. And, well, but you know they work together. But and, Maggie, that that could make for a stressful relationship if you work together. Mm, 
Anyway, I, I don't watch Riverdale, so I have no idea. Anyway, you, well, you should. <laughs> let's talk about there was a oh. there was a cult in the last season, Sam. A cult and a Dungeons and Dragons knockoff called Griffins and Gargoyles, and they <sighs> they mash together. And there's there's a supernatural. Well, semi supernatural villain called the Gargoyle King that they're fighting the whole season. Oh, dude! I mean, if I want that, I'll probably just actually watch Stranger Things for realsies instead of just watching like the first four episodes and being like, no, "Oh, I don't care." No, watch Riverdale instead, so that I can talk to someone about it. <laughs> we'll, we'll see. Anyway, we move to the next scene. Kurt and Blaine are talking in a dark loft, so it's nighttime. Um, yep. They both spent six hours being alone in like famous places like Blaine went to the Statue yeah. of Liberty and Kurt went to Highline which I'm not sure what that is but which I, I had to look it up it is a linear park that is um, on a former like railway Ooh. that they put like a bunch of plants on huh. uh, it's like an elevated linear park which is pretty cool yeah um, I guess because I guess being I guess to to these writers alone time means touristing um, <laughs> but so Alone, alone time means going outside in the cold. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, Blaine is like, listen, I should go first. I think I should move out. Yes. And and he yeah. he mentions how they didn't discuss him moving in. Yeah. In a, at all, like he just moved in after graduation, and it just happened. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I feel like they. They, they, there was uh, obviously I think there was like a plan that it's like oh since you're going to Niata you're gonna come live in New York and since I'm already here and I have this giant loft you should just live with me um which I can understand that being like they didn't really talk past that um because <laughs> I mean but this is something that should be discussed. oh absolutely which no I <laughs> that's part of it is like when you're talking about how like the clean stuff the last clean scene the fight feels like very grounded and real like this honestly is like a very good moment i feel like for glee i think i feel like they did a very good job of portraying like why like why you have to like have good communication when you're in a relationship yeah and, like, i mean but like for real their relationship their communication broke down a while ago oh, yeah. because like kurt hasn't hasn't shared with blaine that he's having these problems right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, he's just like, hmm, no, it's great. Keep making me breakfast. Oh, you don't have to do this. <laughs> yeah. I, ah! I I think there is some remnant of the fact that Kurt was here for a year during the fable times where, like, mm-hmm. he, so he's just happy that Blaine is here, I guess. Um, but I don't know. So, yeah, they, they, they talk about how they need. And, yeah, Kurt says, like, the space that we need is really valid and we have to respect that, but we still belong to each other. And then, um, makeup sex ensues. Yes. Well, Um, they, they they say we're going to go have hot makeup sex. Um, we don't see any of it. Of course. (laughs) Why would we? Um, it's, this is the exposition episode. Yes. Not the, not the hot episode. Sorry, everyone. Yeah. So then we move back to the model apartment um, where Sam and Sam are chatting and male Sam is showing female Sam his impressions. Um, and female Sam offers him a variety of pills. Yeah. She's a total pill head. Yes. <laughs> um, there is a shelf full of pill, like pill things. Yep above her um great set decoration right there she also pulls out a bunch of pills from her backpack like is sort of constantly pulling out pills this entire scene um and that's when our sam is like you know what maybe i should just go 
goodbye. Yes. He bounces hardcore. Yes. Um, and that that's it. He's gone from the apartment. Yeah. And we go back to the loft where we, we see everyone sort of coming together to recap stuff that has happened to yes. them. Um, yes. Um, yeah, so Artie, Artie and Rachel start, and they talk about yep. how they were taking the subway, because that's what they do together now, and Artie pepper sprayed the dude who stole his stuff. Um, yep, they saw the mugger on the train uh, as he was about to mug someone else, yes. um, which doesn't seem like good reason to spray someone with pepper spray in an enclosed area, because yes. literally that entire train would be affected. Yes. Um, well, I guess the entire like train car yeah. um, would have gotten pepper sprayed, essentially. Yeah, um, but they don't cover that. No, but luckily, um, they also don't really show us. They they just show us that they were like looking at him, and that's the only like clip that we see of them looking at him. We don't really see the pepper spraying or anything. Um, but uh, luckily, once the train you know reaches destination, he got arrested, and apparently he didn't sell any of the stuff that he stole from people. He just hoarded no, it. He was a hoarder. So luckily, Artie just got his stuff back. So I mean, I'm happy about that because it's it would. So the story's over. Yes. Um, <laughs> and then uh, Clayne go next, and they reveal that um, Kurt or sorry that Kurt's going to stay in the loft, but Blaine's going to move out, but they're still together. Um, Don't worry, we're still together. This rela- this is only going to make our relationship stronger. Yes. And everyone's like, okay. Yep. And, <laughs> and-, and then Sam reveals that he also moved out because literally had one experience with his roommate who has a lot of pills and he didn't like it. So he left. Um, yeah. And then... Um, oh. Yeah. Uh, and, and then... An intro of someone that we want to see. Yes. Mercedes! Yes, Mercedes has arrived to um, kind of quell the overwhelming whiteness that's happening this episode. And uh, we find out... She hugs Rachel yeah. and everyone's big smile. Yes. And so then um, we cut to... Clayne is uh, moving a couch into what is apparently Mercedes' new apartment. Um because Rachel looks into it while she's texting and is like, wow, this apartment's so cute. Yes. <laughs> and the boys are like, well, you could help move stuff into it. And Rachel's like, <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> yes. Um, and so then we... And then we see the inside yes. where Sam and Mercedes are chatting yes. um, about how Mercedes want like wanted to move to New York because she was feeling lonely in LA and she didn't like the sun. Yes. She was squinting all the time. Um, and... Yeah. Yeah, she um she's like I just told my producers that I needed to have a Harlem Bebop vibe. Vibe. Yeah. <laughs> for my for my uh my record and it, here I am. Yep. And Mercedes is like, "Oh, here I am, two bedrooms and a refrigerator." And Sam's like, "Oh, what are you going to do with the second bedroom?" And Mercedes says, "Oh, I'll probably rent it out to some dweebs I knew in high school." And Sam's like, but you could rent it out to me and Blaine. Like, we're looking for a place to live. <laughs> yes. Um, and then and yeah. then there's a moment. So Sam is like, but what about our sexual chemistry? And Mercedes is like, uh, no. What about it? <laughs> yes. Um, uh, Sam goes in for the kiss and Mercedes face palms him. Yes. It's very, I, I do really love this because it's nice that like Glee isn't just immediately falling into this. Um, I assume it's coming, which is not my favorite thing, but at least like, at least like they are kind of addressing it. Um, and then Mercedes is like, get back that like you need to tighten up that like bookshelf we're working on it's a little loose and then sam has the line 
some people just don't know how to screw things. And Mercedes laughs, and I feel like that was like a real life like break for the actress. Just being like, yeah, I mean, it was funny. That line is so funny, like it's very and good. you know, I don't, I don't sense like their overwhelming sexual chemistry no. um, between these two characters, but I do sense they have some chemistry yes. as like people communicating yeah uh which is refreshing yes i guess yes um yeah yeah. and we go back outside where rachel makes her exit yes a very grandly uh to get to rehearsal she is like oh i you know i wasn't texting but i do have to leave bye yes and she sprints down the stairs and being like don't forget we have our new tradition of monday night dinner i'll i'll go buy pies for it yes and uh, she screams to get a taxi to stop. Yes. And as she gets into this taxi, we cut back to Blaine and Kurt. And Kurt, Blaine says, God, I love her style. And then Kurt says, God, help me. Or something like that. Like, <laughs> it's so good. It's so Blaine crazy. has a similar feeling for Rachel that I yes. do. No, that's... <laughs> that I'm like... Yes. Yes, yes. You you are a star. You're insufferable. I will make you the hot lemon water. <laughs> yes, I I also was like when she screams for the taxi, I was just like, man, I I do love her style. It's so good. <laughs> yes. Then we go to rehearsal where Rachel is singing "People" yes. from Funny Girl, and we get scenes of Artie moving around the city, clean, buying flowers, and Sam Sadie's in. Mercedes' new apartment, being happy and like drinking coffee or something. And then we go to Monday Night Dinner where they're all together in the loft and they're all eating together. And it is really sweet. And like Rachel's like smiling and it's like, people do need people. I need people. And it's just like, yeah, they're all together. New York, New York Lee. And that's the end of the episode. Yeah. Um, One note we do see Artie riding the subway with his bag on the back of his chair, which I was like, you dumbass. <laughs> Did you learn nothing? Um, yeah. So anyway, um, it's nice. It's nice to see all these New York people. But that is the end yeah. of the episode. So now, Maggie, it's time for podcast, podcast business. Needing podcast, need podcast business. business. <laughs> are the luckiest podcast po- business gold stars who can listen to the podcast and business best numbers and ratings but, but it's, it's a metaphor, metaphor. and metaphors, metaphors are important gold stars are important because gold, gold stars, stars are a metaphor, metaphor for me being a star and here we yes. are so first off is gold star sam who are you gonna give your gold star to this episode okay i do have to say i feel like this episode was actually very hard to choose a gold star for just yeah lots of strong performances well but also like not a lot of real action <laughs> like very exposition heavy like mm-hmm. who delivered their exposition the best honestly i i picked elliot because i really yeah. like his scenes with kurt and blaine and he's a really good singer like because uh, he's He's very good at giving advice. Yes. Um, the, and the, the, yeah. the wise gay friend, that classic trope. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I picked him. Well, Sam, even gay people need gay best friends. Oh, Everyone knows apparently. that. Apparently. Oh my God. <laughs> um, I I think I'm going to choose Blaine. Okay. Um, because his smothering is so palpable. Oh my God. Like, 
the performance of it is like she's so evil maggie why (laughs) yes exactly like i could feel it (laughs) sure cool yeah i mean um and the the bit where he confronts elliot in his apartment is honestly hilarious like it's some of the most magnetic stuff from the whole episode um i think they like great character performances from everyone though like yeah Really, everyone's on point. Everyone is written correctly. Shout out to Ryan Murphy for actually writing characters um, the way that he has been. Well, okay, consistently. I okay, well, so here's here's a word about that. I think part of it is that we don't have any of the characters that really drag us down into the mud. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, sorry to Finn, but like every time that Finn and Rachel were in an episode together, we always had some weird bullshit drama between the two of them. Um, we don't have Will, so we don't have any of that bullshit drama. We don't have Sue, so we yep. don't have any of that bullshit drama. Like, we literally cut out all of the things that made, like, made, well, besides Rachel, I guess, that made Glee, like, insufferable. But they kept Rachel, mm-hmm. but they made the fact that she is insufferable, like, a palpable plot point, which was good. Like, it was a very good thing. Yeah. So. Um, you know what? I think I want to split my star because I'm just remembering, like, that terrible number that Blaine yes. did. Um. Yeah. So I'm gonna split it with um with Star Child. No, with Rachel. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I did. I did want to give it to Rachel, but literally the fact that she has a monologue where she's like, "I'm such a victim. I'm so privileged. It's cutting me off my artistic integrity." I was like, "Fuck you, Rachel." That is like some Rachel Berry ass shit, though. That is. Like, yeah, it is. Oh. Wow. Oh goodness. Um. Yeah, I, I do love where we end up, where it's like, oh, look, they all are friends. They're having, like, family dinner together. It's sweet. Yes. It is very sweet. Uh, this is a new era for Glee. Yeah, so. no kidding. Um, well, we'll we, can, we can kind of address that in a second. But before that, Maggie, let's talk best numbers. Um. Best numbers. Our options are downtown. You make me feel so young. Best day of my life. Rockstar, don't sleep on the subway, and people. Yeah. Um, okay. I, uh, mm. my choice, so here's the thing. I do really love that review that was like, it's your, it's your weird cousin that like loves vintage music. Um, I picked Downtown because I love that song, and I feel like it was actually a really <laughs> fun opening. Like, it happened so yeah. fast. Like, it happened so fast to be in the episode. I was like, Yes, music, good, we're here, we're doing it. And then they sang some songs that I didn't pick, so, yeah. Yep, yeah, uh, I think Rockstar is good, yeah. but it's so pointless yes. in the in the plot that I'm, like, not about it. Sure. I think what it, what could be better is if, like, it was a Kurt Starchild, Blaine, like, so, a number that they all sang together, oh. but may, maybe not in the same location, mm. but... You know, try to Kurt and Blaine trying to work out their emotions by each like interacting with Star Child, but n- not in the same place. I think there just could have been yeah more yeah there. I mean, uh, yeah. I think I'm gonna choose people. Oh sure, uh, that Rachel sings at the end because she does such a beautiful job. It's a great song, and I think it's really fitting for the end of the episode yeah. with them like all coming together and Mercedes being there. Yep. Yeah. No, I, I agree. I, I think that is definitely... like I like Rockstar too, but it's mostly just because Adam Lambert like 
kills the first oh, part. Oh, he kills it. He just literally yeah. murders it right there, and you're just cheering him. You're just like, yeah, murder it. It's so good. Um, But yeah, I think People is also really good, especially just because it's such a good end to the episode, and like, mm-hmm. it definitely feels like we're definitely... Like, like, instead of this... Like, instead of having the shitty high school, like, clicks and <laughs> crap and all that stuff, it definitely feels like we this show is now deciding that they're going to talk about people like they're going to talk about these like young adults these people who connected in their high school glee club and are now like the found family that they have in this new big city yeah um so that maggie puts us to the last piece of podcast business the slushy rating which feels Mm -hmm. less and less appropriate the further we get into the show but (laughs) how long has it been since someone got slushied was the last one the carry at prom it might have been i doubt well they talked about they 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 did the reprise of loser like me last episode and i feel like that talks Mm -hmm. about getting slushied maybe but um anyway i i'm gonna give this episode zero out of five slushies i was wavering a little bit but like honestly yeah it's good it is good i'm like it is good i'm gonna give it one just because it's so exposition heavy Uh, and there are ways that I think it could be punched up and made better. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but I, I'm just going to give it the one. Yeah. And with that, let's, let's, I don't know. How are you feeling about the rest of season five? Honestly, I have no fucking idea what's going on anymore. Like, um, I just, okay. To be fair, spoilers. Mm-hmm. Next episode is season five, episode 15, Bash. And the thumbnail makes it bad. It looks very heavy, which is a stark change from this episode, um, which is something I don't like because I did like this episode for the fact that it feels like we're moving towards like, I don't, I mean, I don't know. Maybe. Well, Glee Glee loves to be lighthearted until it slaps you with the tragedy. (laughs) Yes. Yes. You know? Yeah. Um, I ha- So I have watched. Okay. Mm, I watched two more episodes. Sure. Uh, so I, I have watched Bashed and I watched watched um, Tested, which is the one after. Um, and I, I am sort of digging the vibe. Like, I did want to watch more, but I was like, there's not that many more in this season and I can't just binge it all <laughs> in one day. Um, yeah. I mean, you could, but you shouldn't. You really shouldn't. I really shouldn't because it's it's... Disrespectful to you and the listeners and this podcast as an idea. So I'm trying to, you know, <laughs> try to respect that. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, yeah. And yeah. I gotta say, New York is made infinitely better with Mercedes being oh, there. Yes. No, that's okay. That is something else to address. Like when, like the first half of this episode. Well, honestly, most of this episode, it's about five white people. Like, multiple of which are, like, super privileged and have not real concern. Like, like sure, like, Clayne's relationship is kind of toxic and terrible. But, like, both Kurt and Blaine seem to be pretty well off in terms of, like, financial stuff and, like... Yeah, I don't know how... I don't know how Bert's supporting <laughs> Kurt's lavish New York lifestyle, well, but... Well, he's mm-hmm. a senator. So, you know, he makes bank, I guess. Um, Do you make bank as a senator? I mean, Mitch McConnell does. Because oh yeah, but that's because he's, he's an asshole turtle man who's been, who's being paid by lobbyists. <laughs> yeah, but um, I don't know. It, but yeah, so then like I don't know. It it just like it's funny because Artie like t- 
tells off Rachel for being so privileged. But at the same time, like, he did just get stolen from, which is, like, that's a thing. And I'm glad that, like, like I'm not happy that it happened to him, but I'm glad that it was represented because, like, that is a thing that happens to people sometimes. But, like, yeah. his living situation is never addressed. And, like, it doesn't, like, I mean, I guess he and Sam at the beginning were kind of, like, not on board for going to a fancy lunch. But, like... I don't know. It just feels very detached from reality in some ways. Um, but it's supposed to be, too. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, this This is not a realistic portrayal of people from Ohio moving to New York <laughs> and becoming Broadway stars. Like that's, Good point. That's not how this that's, happens. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I do. I'm very glad Mercedes is here. I need more people that are not these fucking privileged <laughs> white, white folks. Um, and to be fair, Mercedes seems pretty well off too, but that I still want her here. Like I want her here. She's great. She's lovely. She oh, sings good. So like, and I don't know if she's being like put up in this apartment by her recording studio, by her, it's very nebulous, yes. which is all fine. Yeah. You know, well, I mean, it's, it's all nebulous. Like we assume Rachel's dads are paying for most of her stuff because it's been a mentioned once or twice but like we don't know but is she but funny girl has to be paying her cutting her a check maybe and I, I'm, do they still work at the diner i don't know it hasn't come up yet <laughs> maybe when santana comes back they'll all work there again i don't know um um okay yeah. the inbox is fire uh basically constantly and i do appreciate everyone who sends us stuff uh, if you want to hit us up there it's snmhakely at gmail.com you can also reach out to us on twitter our handle is also snmhakely we have a patreon page too where you can connect with us a little bit further and get some bonus content um and support us there uh, at patreon.com slash snmhakely or search sam and maggie hakely on their platform we also push most of our patreon donations to donating ourselves right now it's to the trans law center mm-hmm. yep yeah like like Maggie was saying we really appreciate everything that people send us and um uh hopefully the next episode um won't be all about gay bashing but it probably we'll will see. be um <laughs> so thank you so much for listening we do appreciate you tuning in every week next week we'll be back with season five episode 15 bash um but until then i've been sam and I've been Maggie, and we hate Glee. From the top. <laughs>